Welcome to the Well Played Podcast, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. Here on the Well Played, it is my goal to bring passionate educators who are bringing joy to their lessons, learning, and life. Today we have Josh, the creator of GimKit, with us, uh, which is a gamified review game uh, that will really have your students just asking for more each and every time you play it. Uh, let's start off by asking Josh to introduce himself a bit. Sure, yes. Yeah. So I'm Josh. I'm a junior currently in high school. I'm going to be going into my senior year in a few months here. And I'm from Seattle, Washington, or at least a small town about 25 minutes away from Seattle, Washington. And yeah, GimKit uh, started off as a school project and it's kind of grown ever since. And I guess that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. Yeah, so I mean, I guess to start off, Josh, uh, how does a high schooler even get involved in something like this? Like, where, does yeah. it, where did it start? Well, I'm a little bit lucky with my situation. So I started off in ninth grade at a traditional high school, and my school district opened up last year a new school, which is project-based. And, and so uh, I really like the idea of this. I really like the idea of doing projects as my schoolwork. Um, there's also an internship component to it, and I decided to to go to the school. And so last year I did, you know, a bunch of projects. It was the first year of the school, and we're kind of trying to figure out what the school is going to look like. And I'm wrapping up my sophomore year of, of high school, and I've got about a month left. And I really want to do a project going to my junior year that's really going to just challenge me. And so um, I thought, okay, what do I want to do? And the first thing I want to do is to try this uh, new technology, which basically allows for near real-time communication. So if you can think of like a chat application, you send mm -hmm. a message, you press enter, and it gets you know sent almost instantly to the other person. So that's actually the first thing that I did is I just tried making that. And I really liked this technology, and I thought, okay, how can I use this uh, for, for something else? And um, then I thought back to that's when I thought back to traditional school and I really, really enjoyed using Kahoot and Quizlet Live. And I thought, all right, I really like those tools. Uh, but I think, you know, I think there can be something better. And uh, that's, I guess, that was probably too much information for just that one question. But uh, no, that was kind of where awesome. the inspiration for where it came from. Uh, you know, one of the things that I loved that you said in that whole explanation, I think when people want to, be creative and think creatively. It, it sometimes is taking something that they've already done or love or discovered as you did, you know, with this different technology, you know, uh, once you wrapped your brain around it, then you made the statement is how can I use this for something else? Right? So once you sort of mastered it's one application, how can I spin that? You know? Yeah. And I, and I think that that can be really powerful to sort of unlock some of our creative juices. For sure. Oh, so, yeah. all right. So you, from your previous school, really loved, you know, doing those cahoots and quizzes. Uh, where, I mean, where'd you get the idea to like spin it the way you did? Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing that before I came up with any sort of idea for the game was I wanted to figure out what was wrong with the existing ones. And perhaps this is maybe the wrong question to ask, but um, I went around to, to teachers and students trying to find their major pain points of Kahoot. And the reason why I say this is the wrong question to ask is because now that I've seen GimKit out for a little while, I think, um, you know, I don't think you should just use GimKit or Kahoot or Quizlet Live or Quizzes just on their own. I think they each um, have their strengths and weaknesses um, and when you should use them in the class. 
so for example, I think uh, GimKit is a much better tool for like small classroom activities as well as review, whereas Kahoot is much better for um, introducing new content. Um, I think the problem was uh, a lot of teachers use Kahoot for review. And so that's actually where we got those major pain points um, from teachers and students. And so that's kind of what we tried to solve in, 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 in GimKit. And so the inspiration came from finding, we basically took the top three pain points from um, each side, uh, teachers and students, and try to solve those. I like that. I, so you're basically starting with some, some research and then sort of the second stage would be then solve, solve the problem that was brought to you. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure how we got to the idea of you know money and upgrades. Um, I, ca I can't quite remember how we got there, but it, you know it certainly stemmed from doing that research. I guess we maybe even got a little ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> For those people listening that has not heard of GimKit, uh, maybe walk us through a little bit of what's there. What what do they find when they see it? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so it's it's. Pretty interesting, and it, it doesn't. I don't quite do it justice by talking about it because um, it is kind of a, a weird idea. Um, but basic, essentially, the way it works is um, a, a teacher starts hosting a game, kind of similar to Kahoot, and you know, code pops up on the screen. The students go on their devices, type in the code. Okay, great. Um, now students on their device have the question and the answers, and they tap which answer they think is correct, and they they move at their own pace. Um, if they get a question right, they earn a dollar. And if they um, get a question incorrect, they lose a dollar. So hopefully they're starting to earn a little bit of money now and they can um, use that money to purchase upgrades. And those upgrades can align with um, what kind of student they are. Uh, so for example, if there's a student that is confident in the subject material, they can buy an upgrade so that they make more money per question. Um, but if they're maybe not feeling too confident, they can buy an upgrade um, for insurance. So they don't, they don't have to pay the full amount back when they get a question wrong. So that, that's that's the pitch. Um, students can also work in, in teams or individually, but um, that's the way it works. Students really seem to like it because you know they can move at their own pace and they there's a strategic element to it. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's the pitch. And again, it probably sounds a little bit weird, but I, kind of what we found is you know when you use in class, it's it's it it usually like 60% of the time clicks. <laughs> <laughs> I can say greater than that. I mean, I've used it now several times with my students. And my middle school students just love it. Um, I think they like sort of the individual nature of it. So there isn't uh, as much pressure like about being on the leaderboard as, say, a Kahoot. Um, I, as a teacher, love the repetitive questions. So it'll just, for those of you listening, it'll just continue to cycle through your questions till they reach either some sort of time amount or some sort of money amount um, in the game. So which is really great. So it really continues yeah. to hit that content over and over again. I think the two that was sets. Actually, that was actually a big part um, of one of the pain points that teachers had was that um, was the amount of data that uh, the other tools provided. You only went through the questions once. Um, and so the only data they would kind of give you is, you know, how quickly did this person answer this question? Um, and so that's why we like the, the self-paced where you go, you answer questions multiple times because there's been a lot of studies that repetition leads to better learning. It's not the only way, obviously, but it, it certainly is a way, especially for um, like vocabulary. It's pretty effective. That's why flashcards work so well. Yeah. No, I mean, like to your point, I mean, like all of these things, I mean, I love Kahoot. I, GimKit's great, you know, um, but I mean, all these things like you said at the beginning, it, it, it is something that you got to be thoughtful of when you are using it. I mean, 
we can't just drop this in as like some sort of educational candy. Like it's got to yeah. be serving some sort of purpose. Uh, sure. And I think done right, Kahoot can oh. be wonderful, and I think done right, Gimkit can can be this this actual like accentuation to what you're doing in your class, and it'd be meaningful for the students and the teachers. Um, so I mean, I guess everybody just make sure you're using all of these things at those right yeah, times. Yeah, try them out, see what your students like and don't like. Um, you know, the other three main tools, Quizzes, Kahoot, Quizlet Live, they're all great, and those ones are also all free. So yeah, for sure, like make sure to give them all a chance. Yeah. Um, so with GimKit, um, I gotta tell you, when my students use it, like there was just a like fun thing in the air, and I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times, but I'm sure it also doesn't get old. But that, I mean, the kids literally like right after playing was like, "Can we do it again?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and with the same exact set, I mean, they wanted to just do the same thing, um, and it, I mean, that's that's gotta feel good as the designer. Yeah, I think it does because I did, you know, research on figuring out what the pain points were. But what I didn't do research on was like, is this the right solution? Is this whole shop money earning thing the right solution? Um, so, yeah, it does, it does certainly feel good that, okay, this kind of risk uh, actually works and it pays off. Yeah. So when, I mean, I got to ask, like, how did you, I don't know, like, where do you get started? Like you told us that, you know, you're at this high school that you get to do projects, but is everyone in your school doing projects that are so, I guess, to me, out there? I mean, like, like this is in the public space. Yeah. Um, Well, the goal for our school is uh, real-world learning. That's kind of the whole point is you want to be doing learning that um, means something, uh, like, besides the classroom. So, um, like, you know, very much against worksheets, right? Like, worksheets, you do them, and then they go away. Um, So you want to be doing learning that um, contributes to people or something or yourself. Um, and so, uh, you know, mine is certainly a, a, on the, on the spectrum of my school is certainly very, very much out there. Um, but you know, there are a lot of other people in my school doing really awesome things as well. That's, cr- that's so cool. Um, and you had all the programming skills you needed or were there things that you had to sort of learn to, to, to be able to do this? Oh yeah. I mean, I first kind of started this as, um, you know, uh, an engineering challenge. That was that was the new technology that I talked about, and I really liked it. And I want to kind of continue with it, um, and it's kind of turned into a bunch of other challenges as well. Uh, but it's really, uh, you know, I mean, I am lucky in my position, obviously, for the school I go to. But it definitely, uh, I, I certainly think it's um, possible for other students my age to to do this as well, because um, summer has kind of been where a lot of my growth has come. So I started learning how to code uh, the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then I built the first version of GimKit between my sophomore and junior year. And so obviously I've been lucky I've been able to maintain it, um, you know, throughout the school year. But, you know, I made the entire first version over the summer and I learned how to code over the summer uh, the year before. Um, so that's kind of when I started. That is crazy. <laughs> like, I think that's an awesome story. Um, and the other word that I noticed you use and I like is that you refer to all of these things as just challenges you know and then you're trying to overcome those challenges um what kind of mindset would you say you have like towards learning or just towards the goals you have in life Mm. yeah um i read an article maybe about a couple months ago which um kind of shifted my mind towards uh goals and challenges and uh 
I'm going to try to paraphrase this article, but basically it said, uh, you know, goals are certainly helpful and, and you should have them. But um, I think we put too much or the, I'm speaking on behalf of the author. I think we put too much emphasis on goals and I think we need to start putting effort into the system. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, um, goals, when you make a goal, you're kind of already predetermining that uh, you're not good enough already the way you are. Um, and two, that you're kind of maybe done when you've completed the goal. Um, and they gave an example, like if you are a coach of a basketball team, um, the goal is to win the championship, but how do you win the championship? And that's, that's what the system is. The system is practicing every single day with your team. Um, and so that's kind of what I've trying to shifted my mindset towards is more towards the system, still having goals, but thinking more about the system. Am I working to improve the product every single day? Am I, or am I improving myself every single day? Um, and kind of setting goals to improve my system instead of, instead of setting, you know, more general, sure. easier to, easier to measure goals. Uh, so that's what I've been trying to do. So that's, that's helped me a lot because I'm thinking to myself every day, did I improve today or did I improve the product today? Or did I do something to kind of push whatever I'm doing further today? Um, and I do certainly have goals of where I want Gimkit to be in, you know, X amount of time. But, um, for me, it's really just been thinking about, okay, am I staying committed every single day to, improving myself or getting kit or whatever else I'm working on. That's a topic that we often discuss here on well played is just this idea of like goal setting or like you said, just sort of daily like improvements, you know, might even if you want to call them micro goals. Um, and it really sounds like you're just taking these lofty goals and breaking them down and making sure that each day you're taking steps towards the larger, which is, I don't know. I think that's pretty awesome. And, you're well ahead, I think, of <laughs> other people. Thank you. Um, so when you are like in your own space, right? Because you don't actually attend like school, school, traditional school every day of the week. Um, what do you do to make sure you're taking those steps towards Gimkit or like what keeps you in line, I guess? Huh. Uh, let's see. I mean, I do use a, a, a good suite of tools um, on my computer that help me try to figure out what's, you know, what to work on and what I need to do. Um, so it's pretty popular in terms of the startup world. There, there's this, um, I'm not sure quite exactly what to call it, but um, something called stand-up, which is basically for teams. They talk about what they did for the last 24 hours, what they're going to do for the next 24 hours, and kind of any obstacles they're facing. Um, and so that is, that is what I'll do. I'll, you know, every morning I get a message. Um, I, I use a communication tool called Slack, which is like a messaging app for teams and, um, basically I'll record, all right, what am I going to be doing today? What did I do yesterday? I can take a look at what I said I was going to do yesterday and what I actually did. Um, and that, that is kind of the, yeah, that's kind of the simplest of, um, to do's. I do kind of have my work man, you know, scattered in a, in a variety of places. Um, so like some code stuff will live over here. Some people I need to get to will live over here. Some messages I have to respond to will live over there. I don't have like a consolidated place for that. Um, but yeah, really what I, what I know what I want to do every single day is kind of, um, you know, mainly, as I said, setting small goals, but having kind of the larger goals specific to each area. That's cool. If you were to give a bit of advice to students students out there like what I mean what bit of advice would you give in terms of uh time management or well I mean I guess just until 
I mean, I I would define what you've already done as quite successful. So, as a student who probably has you know other goals, it might not be to to make a computer software, but um, you obviously had people that probably thought you couldn't do it. Some people that said you could, but like, what advice do you have? Yeah, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Think about just how lucky you are to be um, a, a teenager or a student living in this generation um, where like right now you don't have to worry about paying rent or having a job and you know, like you certainly have a lot of homework and you know get that done but you know you can work on something right now make something whatever you want um, and you don't have to worry about having to you know do all the adult stuff. Um, so I'd say take advantage, yeah, take advantage of that. You're never going to have a time in your life again where you don't have to worry a ton about your finances. Um, so take advantage of that, take risks, build something that you might fail as, as an adult, cause you got the piggyback of uh, your parents right now. That's some good advice. Uh, so Gimkit, I'm sure you already have like some things that you're thinking about for the next, next iteration. Summer's coming. You said summer's a big time for you and Gimkit. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things on your, on the table? Sure. So, um, the current play experience, I wrote that, that was the first thing that I wrote. And, um, you know, this summer would be basically a year ago since I wrote it. And, um, people have been playing it, people have been playing GimKit for a little while and they're starting to get used to how it works. They're starting to develop their strategy. Um, and we don't want them to do that. Uh, we want to keep them on their toes and um, you know, have them build a strategy, but we want to keep changing it so that the same students in class can't keep winning every single time. Uh, the current design of, of our play experience isn't really flexible at all for new features, for new types of upgrades. So what we're going to be doing over the summer is kind of completely redoing um, our play page and our hosting page um, so it is more flexible. So we're going to be adding in uh, new upgrades over the summer um, and a ton of other things uh, on the teacher side as well to um, make it more clear to his or her students what they're doing um, and just make it basically more flexible for the future um, for any ideas that pop up. But the goal really going into September, August is to have um, the GimKit Play experience um, and sp specifically the shop, uh, something that is constantly changing. So when you come back every you know, week or so or two weeks, it, the shop looks different than it was before. That'd be wild and awesome. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're trying to do is, you know, like, because if you take a look at video games, you know, they all get boring after a while and they fix that by just releasing new versions. Um, and a lot of the times it's just, you know, new adding new features and calling it a different name. You know, we obviously can't call it a different name. So we're just going to add, you know, new features and change things up. That's cool. Um, now you, I'm just checking, you keep saying we or our summer, like, do you have another partner that works with this, with you yeah. on this? So, um, I have, um, as of now, uh, it's j just me that works on the product side. So I do all the, uh, development on it. And currently I do most of the customer support. Um, and then I have, a, a business mentor and he's an adult. Um, and he's helping me out with the, with the business side of things. So it's basically just us. Um, I have someone that's also in high school that goes to a different school that works, you know, about an hour a week. Um, and she's looking in, she's looking into more of our social media strategy going into next year. Um, but that's pretty much it. Wow. That's kind of a cool team. And, yeah. and, uh, so these new features that are coming out, do you get a chance to then like, I mean, are these two other people, people that you bounce these ideas off of or? Oh yeah, of course. So, 
the, you know, a lot of what we do is we actually bounce ideas off the people that, um, that are using our product in the first place. So my business partner, um, who does all the business side of things, he, uh, one of his jobs is to, uh, message, I mean, is to call people that are using GimKit and he interviews them. And, uh, that's the time where we get ideas from them and, uh, we also bounce stuff off. Uh, we're also using Twitter now more and more as a place to kind of ask, you know, what do you want to see? And so, um, this week we'll be, um, posting some ideas, uh, of some things we have for new upgrades and we'll be seeing what people think. Um, but yeah, we really, um, want to make sure that, uh, you know, people actually want to see what we want to build before we kind of invest a ton of time in it. That's a good idea. I mean, like, and I think two products that show that they really are responsive to their users, I think always perform well in the education space. So yeah. kudos to you guys for really trying to allow us to all be involved Thank in, you. in the growth of GimKit. Um, for those of you that haven't used GimKit yet, um, Josh, can you tell them what they might uh, experience in oh. terms of like, I know there are several different options. There's like a free option. There's like a monthly pay option and I think a yearly subscription option. Yeah, just what what's a reason to go with one over the other? Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I'll first state off I'll first state that um, if you want to keep using our products for uh, you know a reasonable amount of time, you're gonna have to you're eventually gonna get to our, our paid subscription. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, which is completely fine, as I said, like three other alternatives, Quizlet Live, Kahoot, and Quizzes are, are free, 100% free, and they're really good as well. Um, but, you know, the reason why we do charge is, um, you know, unlike some of the other p people I just talked about, uh, we're, you know, we're not funded by VCs and, you know, this started off as just a student project. So all of um, all of the money that um, we're bringing in is, you know, that we can spend that we need to use to um, keep you know, keep things running is, uh, you know, coming from our subscribers. Um, and so that's why we charge us. We can keep things running. Um, but yeah, we have a free plan, which basically allows you to make, uh, five, what we call kits and kits are basically games. So if you're familiar with Quizlet, uh, a set in Quizlet is what like a kit is in game kit. Um, so we allow you to make five kits and we can, you let, you can edit each of them once. Um, and then if you want to get unlimited edits and unlimited kits, then you can have, uh, go to one of our paid plans. And we basically just have one paid plan, but you can just choose to pay monthly or yearly. And if you go for the year, you save a little bit more money. Nice. Uh, in the future, when you're talking about some of those features you're rolling out, are some of those going to be paid only features? I mean, is that an idea? Yeah. Um, right now, kind of our, our goal is to keep, uh, basically we want the free users to get as much value as they can out of, out of GimKit. Um, and we basically just want, we want to start charging people once they've got it and they want to keep using it. So that's why we have, uh, the, the kit limit thing. Um, it's because once people want to start using it more, that's when we want to charge, but we want to try to, um, give them the best experience possible to, to all users. You know, I, I'm not saying that we might not do that in the future where there's specific pro features, but, uh, as of now, um, our kind of mindset is we want to give everyone the best experience possible. And if you want to kind of keep on using it, um, then that's when we would probably charge for it. That's, I mean, that's really awesome of you guys to do it that way. Uh, I mean, I'll say as a teacher, I don't know if I speak for all of us teachers, but um, that's a really nice model that we get to dip our toes in, see if we like it, see how the students respond. And then I think what you're asking for us in terms of a 
the, what you're charging is a total fair fair shake. So, oh, you know, thanks. Uh, I hope yeah, other... there's there's a way there's a ways around it too. You know, you can just make a new account with a different email, and I won't notice. But uh, I'm not saying I'm endorsing that. But you know, feel free to do that if uh, if you need to. <laughs> no, I mean I think people. I mean the education space is filled with uh, really great people that I think just want to know that the product works for them. So the fact that you're letting them really test drive it, uh, I hope you you have great success in terms of people transferring those people into paying members. Um, I know it took me like all of three seconds to decide to pay. So <laughs> awesome. uh, it was really cool. And I, I got to say, you brought up uh, Quizlet. For those of you that have Quizlets already, uh, GimKit does a fantastic job of just importing uh, sets in. Um, and if you are a full paid member, uh, <laughs> what I did, because I really wanted to get up and running super fast, I asked any of my kids if they had already Quizlet sets that they've been using for my year this year. And they were like, oh, yeah, I have one, I have one, I have one. And I just, zoom, 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 like entered in all of theirs. So, you can be kind of up and running really quick, um, and the kids were just loving that. Once they knew I had their kit, their sets in from Quizlet, they were instantly like, "Oh, can we play Egypt from first quarters like game kit?" So uh, it is. It's. I don't want to use this word, but it is rather addicting. Like kids really did like it. So my kids in my study hall even were like, "Well, I know you now have those kits, so can we just?" Can you put it up on the board? Like, I don't have any homeworks. Can you just throw up <laughs> one of the old Gim kits for us? And I was like, sure. So Great. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty fun. And then one kid was walking by, and I kid you not, they were walking by, going to the bathroom. They saw that we were playing Gim kit, and he's like, give me the code. Give me the code. I'm going to, like, go back to my room and, like, put it in. So then we had, like, a kid from another study hall playing at the same time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, actually, you're kind of talking about that. I guess uh, it's exclusive. Not really. But uh, <laughs> over the summer, we are going to be allowing you to search for other kits people made, and you kind of just bring those into your account. So that is something we will be adding in over the summer. It just kind of um, ring a bell because I know uh, people like to import from Quizlet, um, but there's a lot of like high-quality content that people have made on GimKit, and we finally have enough kits basically to have some valuable search. So, yeah, it's something we're adding in over the summer as well. That, that'd be nice. Um... I mean, there's just so many neat things. I can't wait to see how your product sort of evolves. And, you know, if you ever need any more feedback, it sounds like you're getting lots, but if you ever need more feedback, I'm always happy to chit-chat with you. Oh, yeah. We always we always love feedback. You know, it can never hurt. So, for sure. Thank you. Well, uh, we are at this the time in the show where we're going to do reflection time. So, I'm going to read you this quote, and then I just want to see how it hits you and, and what you think about it. Uh, and how it might relate to, to GimKit or our conversation today. So here it is. It is by Brian Herbert, and the quote goes, The capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Hmm. Can, you re can you say that one more time? Sure. The capacity Thanks. to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Yeah, so you want me to talk about that quote and how it kind of relates to our conversation? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I guess I'll start on the last one where the, the willingness to learn is a choice. Um, I guess I, I agree and disagree with that. Um, I think, I think all, like we're, uh, you know, from the time that we're born, we, we start learning things automatically and it's, you know, it's not something a choice we made. We just kind of learn it just like, you know, language. We don't, our first language, we don't instinctually say, I want to learn a language, but we kind of just do it. Um, and so I think we're naturally willing to learn, but I think once we become self-aware enough to realize things that are worth learning and not worth learning, I think that's where it does become a choice um, of, okay, once I'm self-aware enough to realize I have information, um, am I willing to say I'm not good enough and I need more information? Um, and I think that is certainly true where um, you have to be willing, especially in stuff that you don't want to learn or you don't think is important to you or relates to you. I think those are the hardest um, places to learn um, because it's, it's, it seems so disconnected and so far. Um, and then what was the second one, I guess? So the second to last, or I guess the middle one? <laughs> the ability to learn is a skill. Ability to learn is a skill. That is interesting. Um, that's interesting. I'm not quite sure I feel about that. Because uh, I'm thinking, like, that seems like it makes sense. But I think of it as a skill, as something you can keep improving. And I'm thinking, okay, is there things I could do every day to improve my ability to learn? And I actually, now that I think about it, speaking out loud, I think actually, yeah, there is. Um, I think there are things that you can do uh, that increases your ability to learn. I think, you know, putting yourself outside your comfort zone, experiencing new things, trying things you wouldn't try, reading about things you wouldn't normally read about, um, learning about people's opinions that you disagree with. I think actually those are all places to open your mind to, to learn about um, other things that are less comfortable. I think actually, yeah, I think being uncomfortable is a great way to um, increase your skill of learning. Nice. Then we have the capacity to learn as a gift. As a gift, yeah. Capacity to learn as a gift. Hmm. I think that might just be referring to the fact that we are human, right? That we we have the ability. Okay, I can I interpret it in the way that some people have the capacity to learn and others, because I think of gift as you know something that's special that isn't everyone. But if you're seeing it as more of a that's human what I'm thing. saying, but that doesn't mean you had to see it that way. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw it more as like some people have the capacity to learn, which I disagree with. Um, I mean, I guess I think it very much depends on kind of the thing, um, for sure. And uh, I guess how sensitive the topic is. And again, I think uh, this, this thing of comfortableness. So, you know, like opposing political sides, you know, I think some people can be very um, unwilling to learn about the other side, learn about people that disagree with them. Um, whereas but things that they're interested in, they're, they're very much willing to learn more about what they're interested in. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I disagree with that first one, but the other two I, um, I do agree with. Nice. Well, uh, you know, thanks for diving into that question. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed our chat today. Uh, you're, Same here. You're, uh, you're well ahead of your time, I think. Uh, you're doing some great things. You're clearly articulate. So nice job, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been a lot uh, of fun. No, it was awesome having you on. Well played today, Josh. Uh, it's truly a pleasure diving in and learning you know, kind of the backstory about you and backstory about GimKit itself, as well as a peek at some some things that might be coming in the future. Yeah. Thank you to all the listeners. Uh, it's an honor each week having you guys with us. Uh, 
And I hope to see you guys on Explore Like a Pirate's Twitter chat on Tuesday. That's at 9 central time. And if you could, check out my new YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Mr. Matero. Everybody, I hope you enjoy the week and play on.